In a world of magic, mythical heroes, savage beasts, and servants of the dark powers, one couple will regale us of the tales of their journeys through the mortal realms. Coming this season to a path of glory near you, this is the Dudes of Sigmar. Welcome to the Dudes of Sigmar. I'm Damon. And I'm Roma. Hey dude, can we chat? Can we chat from the traditional territories of the Clayley tonight? You bet we can. What are we talking about tonight? Right, well, I played my final league game against Neil, and Robin and I had a um, played a doubles game against Scott and Ray. Yes, so you've got some games in, and now that and the... And you played a game. I did, and now that the uh, LVO... Th- they're Battle out, plans they're are out, out officially, yes. right? So yes, they are out officially. We so. can start All right. uh, going and getting ready for that. So tell me, how did it go with... Uh, so with Neil, Neil um, right. yes, it sir. went great. The game was so much fun, and he's so much fun. Such a great guy. And uh, we played Fountains of Frost. And um, Which one's that again? That is the one where you have three objectives. Three and three, and if you have more than three units on it, you take mortals? Yes, Kay. exactly. And it's so interesting because I don't think we ended up in that situation where we had more than three three or more units on Is there on an any objective. other gimmick to that uh, uh, a wizard counts as 10. Right, and Dorian Locust, yes. yes. Yep, counts as 10 on an objective. So um, we rolled. I I got, I took first turn. I did my magical dominance. I scored four points. He did intimidate the invaders, got four points. Then he got a double turn. And oh my goodness, this one, he, he just came out. Like the, you know, his um, battle tactic was something about avalanche of flesh where he had to, Oh, do, do 10, ten mortal, mortal wounds, wounds, yeah. So he brought his iron guts out and uh, two, you know, a few units charged. And then his, um, oh, anyways, Neo's playing Mogura tribes. Ogre Ma tribes. Yes, Ogre Ma tribes. And um, I think that's the title for this one. Mogura yes. tribes. <laughs> anyways, um, so his list consisted of, um, he had the butcher, the tyrant, the slaughter master, he had three units of um, Iron Guys. Games Workshop, if you're listening, please redo the Butcher and the Slaughtermaster. Please. He had the Mournfang pack. He had the Maw Pit. And before I jump back into, you know, the game, I just want to say, I just realized that if I had tried to trample or... Destroy the train. Destroy yeah. the train. I w- and I wasn't successful. I would have taken 3D6 mortal wounds. I didn't even know that. It just didn't work out for me to go Did there. Did you try? No, I didn't try. Okay. I didn't try because there. I didn't really need to and I didn't get there because of the way we were deployed. But um, anyway, so he had, uh, he got the double turn. And it's just so interesting the way I ended up deploying because I ended up... Usually I like to keep my cats in the realm for quite a while, but I did actually deploy them turn one. You've been putting them on the table more and more lately. Yes, I have. And I can control the movement a little better. So anyways, it turned out, worked out really well because they were there. Cripborn was right beside them. And there's my Griff Charger. And so when he came in and charged with his Morphang pack, oh, the Morphang, he, only, yeah. um, he was only able to do a couple of wounds on my Griff. Did grif- he have three or on six? On my he had two. It was a unit of two. The Mornfang M- Oh, right, because they yes. come in two or four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also he had those iron blasters, too. 
Yes. Yeah, those two are of scary. Those. Yes, two of those. So I had to deploy. You know, I was trying to deploy far away, but I thought, you know what? At some point, he's going to shoot me. So, anyways, I was um, I was lucky that with this game, I was rolling well, and um, Neil had he was rolling okay, but it just kind of worked in my favor for my rolling. Mm-hmm. I think in that game. Anyways, um, so good thing I didn't do that. But when he came and charged me with the Mornfang pack. I was able to do a monstrous rampage, or I did a not a monstrous rampage, but um, I did a I roared. Yep, was my monstrous rampage, and then monstrous action or monstrous action, yeah. yes, yeah. And so I did that, and because Cripborn was within three, and that's what I found was really helpful was everything was so close that when he charged, he kind of was engaged with three of my units, yep. which was really good for me because. Um, then I was able to fight back with my Griff Charger, who had a six-inch pylon, then my um, Drac lines, and then I don't think Cripborn even fought before I was able to um, to kill them with my Drac Oh, lines. you wiped them out? Yeah. Well, that's because you were saying you weren't able to do the two-charge, two-retreat. Bait, you weren't able to do the bait and... So we, yes, so we never were able to even do that because we were never in combat Some mm. for too long. Like, some a unit would always die. Charge whether and it die. was. Exactly. So his iron guts killed by sequiturs. And then, so it just happened that I don't even think his iron guts got to fight twice. It was just really an interesting game. So anyways, um, because he did not, he wasn't able to do the 10 mortals. He only got three points that turn. And then um, I was able to do surround and destroy and got my five points. Um, And then we just took turns double turning each other. So then I double turned him, he double turned me. And um, at the very end, I did not have, so I got Four battle tactics, but I didn't get my fifth one because there weren't a lot of units left. Or s- the way they were on the table, I couldn't get a battle line close enough because my fulminators were oh, yeah, yeah, destroyed yeah. at that point, and I just had my um, sequiturs. And his um, grand strat was to have more units in my deployment zone than yeah. enemy units, and. I had more units, so he w- wasn't able to get his grand strat. So, yes, yeah, so um, the game was really good. I, we had a lot of fun. I did win, which was um, I was very happy with. And and then he was denied his magical dominance um, as well at the end. Oh, yeah, because those butchers are, wizard, butchers are wizards, yeah. yeah. So that butcher is a little scary in that maw pit. I just stayed away from it, which kind of worked out. And he had one unit that um, actually there was... Because he gained some benefit from... Um, he garrisons it or something, doesn't he? He does. He garrisons it. And if you're within 18 inches, you suffer D3 mortal wounds. Ooh. Yeah. It was it was a little scary. Gross. Yeah. But um, it kind of worked out that my fulminators were able to charge and they were able to kill one unit. I Not bet a full unit. I was able to do some soul burning as well. So. I bet some missions are just savage because it w- like a, a 50-50 deployment and he can park that thing right on the line. And he could get massive board presence with that thing, do all sorts of damage. So I think that the battle plan helped me more than it did him because we it, it's such a short deployment zone in his butcher. And Which one is it? Just the eleven inch. His, yes. Yeah. Of so that's exactly it. So yes. that one wouldn't work well for him, but yeah. you know, many others would be fine. Exactly, sure. and that's probably why um, I was able to deploy the way I did and do what I was able to you do. just avoid it, yeah. Yeah, and then he had a unit in reserve that he brought down turn three. And I'm I'm 
kind of good at kind of um, making sure that you can't deploy in my area because mm-hmm. I'm always mindful of the nine inches. So yes. I was able to boxing them out, box them out Extremely. in certain areas that I didn't want. And that's always to protect Griff. My griff charger. So yes, my griff. Yeah, so that was a great game. Thank you, Neil. That was um that was so much fun. And we were so quiet when you played that. We were quiet? Yeah. It oh. seemed really intense. It wasn't intense at all. We were oh. just like smiling. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just from oh, that was that was on Saturday night, wasn't it? When Des Yes. Because when yeah, Des and I were sitting there hanging out in chat and I would kind of look over every once in a while. Yeah, you guys seemed like game and hard. Well, I mean you had to compete with uh Justin and uh, Robin. Yes. With Robin saying 60 goals every 30 seconds. Yes, so it's yeah. tough to compete with them. It, it's always fun. So, you know, we had them and then you and Michael played a game. No, that you didn't. A, no, that was a You didn't day. play. Right. No, right. Was that was Des. when we played our doubles. Yeah. So you were chatting with Des and Des had my retributors painted and my night yeah, relic. Did another phenomenal job with thank that. you, Des. Thanks, Des, for taking that load off my paint table. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. So that was a great game. So anyways, we'll just quickly talk about the standings. So um, I ended up in this league, every winter night's oh, league, shoot. winning two, tying one, and losing two. And that's an improvement from my last league um, that I did when I first started, oh, where, yeah. I, where I won two games. So, <laughs> I mean, so much al- fun. although it's only like a tie better, I think it, it doesn't at all represent you know, how much better you are playing. Well, thank you. So why don't you um, go grab your phone quick? So that you can show th- that we can talk about the results and who's going to be in the rock bottom. Oh, okay. You know what? I'm going to hit pause at the risk of screwing this up. I'm going to hit pause and then you can run up and grab your phone because I want to talk about that. Okay. Right. So we've got the list. Uh, so the rock bottom invitational was the five lowest scores. Uh, and as I look through the list, we've got in 26th place, Sam, Sam Wright. Uh, 25 is Mr. LeBeau, uh, Scott McNames, uh, for 24th, so one, two, three, you've got Robin McMullen, um, and then Alex Litke. So Sam, Chris, Scott, Robin, and Alex, one, two, three, four, five, you are all invited to the Rock Bottom Invitational, um, and I gotta figure out a date. It's gonna be... Um, before we go to LVO, so sometimes that is that's so exciting. Let me look at it. Oh, I got to figure out my schedule, but yes, it'll be uh, ideally before uh, Vegas. Okay, and I'm in the middle somewhere, twelfth. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't make the top ten, and I didn't make the bottom six. Which, um, yeah, so that should be fun for you guys. The middle group, I think, is just so huge that. Um, yeah, it's quite the bonus. Next time I'll have to plan something for the middle group. I gotta figure it out. I don't know if I'm gonna do two or three games. Three seems like a lot, but might be good prep for LVO though. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. I'll maybe get maybe to I be here that, yeah. making you guys lattes while you guys play. Yeah. Okay. Good yeah. lord. So, anyways, um that was my game with Neil. That was the end of the Everwinter Lights League. And then our belt winner was Conan Veach. Oh, yes. The belt that he doesn't actually want. He's, yeah. And his name's getting engraved on it. And then David's name is getting engraved on it from the last league. Oh, yeah. Because it turned into such a cluster for the uh, competitions the second he won the belt that 
Josh never had a chance to actually. Yes, uh, that's put right, it on. because of the belt matches. So I guess Conan is now um, the belt winner. And if anyone has any belt matches or challenge videos or anything coming up in the new year, um, Conan is, is more the than guy. willing to uh, yeah, play again. <laughs> We're for putting it. Conan out there. <laughs> yes, that's so exciting. And then there were some awards. Oh, and Spencer won the best sport. Best sport. Oh, my gosh. Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. You know, that's a tough one because when I look at everyone I played, they all could have been the best sport. Yeah, right? Yes. Um, Nathan, you know, like everyone I played, Nathan, Josh, Eric, Neil, Robin Miller. Like Robin Miller's now my buddy. We, <laughs> we tried to play a lot <laughs> since we tied the first game. And he, you know, showed me his hands and I picked the wrong one and he killed oh, Andrasta. Right, yeah, he's, we've just been a little connected, gash. I think. And um, now he's, I always invite him to play his league game when I play my league game. So we've, we've done that a couple You've of times. You've bonded over Nagash, have you? Yes, we have. Yes. Yeah. So Robin's, Robin's a buddy now. I don't think too many people can say that. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's smoked uh, Andrasta to boot, so even less likely. Yeah. So that was, that was fun. So anyways, um. Great tournament as usual. Thank you so much, Josh. You are so amazing. And we can't thank you enough for, you know, all of the tournaments you arrange and organize and you leagues. Know what? And I'm, I'm just going to put this out there. Uh, Games Workshop right now has a, um, they're running a little, I don't know what to call it, not contest, but they are asking the community to put forward names of your Warhammer hero. Uh, and... I th well, there are l obviously countless great people in our community. I think one does um, stand out for me as a particular Warhammer hero. And if you haven't voted yet, I would encourage you to uh, grab the Find It Online Warhammer community. You can fill it out and vote for your Warhammer hero. I know I voted for mine. And I voted for mine as well. <laughs> so please, uh, they screwed up the um, files initially, but it's all better now. It's working, so feel free to get on there and vote for your Warhammer hero. Yeah. You know, I was just reflecting on that when I was voting for my hero, Josh. And <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking about, because I, I love organizing events, and there's just, it does take a lot of time. And, and then we get to enjoy everything that he has organized and arranged. And there's just so much enjoyment from all these tournaments and leagues and everything that we he does. We just have to show up. Yes. And it's all and set have up And have us. a mountain of fun. And yeah. yeah, behind the scenes. Yeah. And I know. And I know there's more people that do help organize. So thank you to all of you. Um, the the but Northern yes, Josh, Organizing yes. Committee. Yeah. Um, Josh, you know, I'll send him my list and he'll upload it for me. Like he just does so many things. And yeah, and that stuff takes time. It does. And, you know, he's always advocating for other um, tournaments and making us aware. Yep. He keeps us Absolutely. informed, updated. He advocates for other podcasters. He advocates for so many. Uh, yes, yeah, so to many To all other the people. listeners out there, if you've yes. got a, a TO in your neighborhood, give your TO a hug today because yes. they do a mountain of work. So here's a big hug to all of our TOs. Yes. Yeah. Sending it through through the podcast. The ether. <laughs> yes. So again, thank you so much, Josh. Thank you so much to all the organizers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I wouldn't be playing all these amazing games and having right. so much fun without you. So yeah, you wouldn't yes. be eagerly scrolling through lists, making up opponent lists a week at a time and I know. And I'm I'm so excited cuz What are you going to do with yes. all your time now that there's not a league? 
well, we're getting ready for LVO, and then there's cake or death. And oh, then yeah, there's right. Like, I guess yeah. you'll be busy for a while. Yes, and then there's belt matches, because you think the con is not going to get someone with a, with a video? Dude, <laughs> you better get the camera ready. <laughs> yeah, so... So that was great. So moving on to the doubles tournament. Yeah. No. Or your doubles match. My doubles match. So you played Scott and Raymond. Yes. So and we played Scott Gavin and Daughters of Cain. No, no, no. Treeman. Oh, Treeman. Yes. Sylvaneth. Yes. Sylvaneth. Yes. Sylvaneth and Daughters of Cain. An unlikely combat. I guess they're both order, though, aren't they? It was really interesting. Ah, yeah. Make sense. yeah it was really interesting. It was a really, really good game. It was really close. I think what ended up, oh, I have to mention this part. So there was a, so Robin and I, um, we, we really have our army and our units figured out. But there was one moment in the game where I had my drac lines and she's like, our battle tactic is secure the battlefield. I'm like, okay. Which but I really want to kill. Quadrants? Yes. Okay. But I really want to kill his general. No, we have to stay focused that we have to get our battle tactic but i really want to kill that because if we don't kill him he's gonna come and kill which, ge yeah, which so general was it uh his um the Snake one that yes no this was um ray's general oh, so like probably a tree yes like and a it was or something yeah but i this was i think his uh, oh they're all the same yeah this one was really bad she, she could do like 20 extra hits or something and anyways oh maybe that was Dreicha. yeah very scary so anyways, um, but she was able to get, so we did get the battle tactic because she was able to get translocate on you stayed focused? Relictor and she, she helped me stay focused and said, do not kill. Do not fall for the trap. Do not fall for the trap. And the good thing was it helped me not get into the trap was that Night Relictor ended up making it uh, with translocate. I did bring Griffey over um, onto the objective and... Yeah, we didn't really have to move around much. And when I did move my drac lines, Ray did redeploy and was out of range. So it all worked out really well. So thank you, Robin, for keeping me focused on the battle tactic and not just, I have to kill. You <laughs> know, that, that moment just goes in your head where uh, you're yeah, like... I'm very familiar with <laughs> it yes. all so the time. It happened to me. I'm like, oh, yeah. Welcome to my life. Yes. So anyways... She was there to keep me straight. Another so possible. Thank you, Robin McMullen. <laughs> it was so much fun. And, you know, thank you, Scott and Ray, for coming over and getting us ready and prep for LVO for the doubles tournament. That's. Are you feeling better now? Yeah. Do you think definitely. you're going to get another doubles game in before it? Oh, absolutely. We're going to try to get a couple more in. Oh. Yeah. Good Robin good. and I are really doing well and we're getting our battle tactics. And And Scott pointed out that every time I talk about battle tactics, he goes, you guys talk about that a lot. People know what you're going to do. People do know what I'm going to do, but we do it anyways. And we might do it in the wrong order, which is great because then we keep everyone um, keep guessing. Keep them guessing. I, I find um, like denying battle tactics is, I'm nowhere near that. I can't get my own, let alone deny anybody else. But uh, like thinking far enough ahead to to really shut down somebody else's opportunities for battle tactics. I mean, I could tell you which ones are on the list. I could publish them, but can I, I tell you something? So what I'm more aware of now is when I do my movements in turn one or two, and then my um, opponent is now doing a battle tactic, I start thinking about how I contributed to that. Mm -hmm. And what I'm trying to say is sometimes you, yeah, I move I my units mean. close. So now he's like, oh, 
now I can do hero and a battle yeah. line charge. So I have set my opponent up to get that battle tactic. Yeah, fair enough. And so now I'm very mindful of that. So when I'm in those kind of situations and I'm seeing what battle tactic they're doing, I'm thinking and I'm trying to learn from that. Could I have denied that or did I set it up so that my opponent could get that battle tactic? Yeah, I think particularly in that regard, the um, let into the maelstrom and the uh, bait and trap. That those are ones that you probably that I feel like I most directly contribute to. Yeah, uh, when Robin and I played the doubles, there was a moment where I had my one lonely griff or er, sequitur go and charge one of um, Scott's units because I wanted him to die so that I could call for eight and bring a unit of five down because mm -hmm. I knew that they were going to be coming in and trying to get griff charger, and it just kind of worked out that we were hanging out in a corner. And it allowed us to not, for Ray not to put a tree there. So that really helped oh, us. Oh, I remember hearing something and, about this tree. And yeah. then he couldn't get his gr their grand strat because of that. That was kind of fluky. We were trying to stay away, but we stayed far enough away and in the right position to deny that. So that was really good. I think the... Uh the closest I came to that was like in the game against Mike. He'd uh, taken one of his helicopters and whipped it up the board, and uh, I recognized it. Of course, you, it was being maneuvered for a potential. Um, what's the three three table edge? Um, surround and destroy. Surround and destroy. Yes. That uh, that's what that was all about. So uh, I don't know that it was. I mean, a great use of a four hundred point mock crusher to smoke a single balloon, but at the end of the day. It's just one less unit that could have been like the obvious battle tactic when it's, you know, and that's what it's going to do. Right. I think before you even get to that, I mean, you're playing with a new list, a new army, and getting to know your army and your list and how they synergize and getting your battle tactics is going to be huge. And then you move into trying to see how you could deny because you yeah. don't want to start denying and then you're not getting yeah, yours, no. right? Exactly. Yeah. You can get yeah. caught up in that sort of thing when you overthink things. But, no, Robin and I had a great game and, you know, I blew on her dice and I think she got the charge or whatever it was that <laughs> she needed to of do. Course. So, so that's kind of working for us as well. Um, but, yes, we look forward to the next next doubles game. So what are the objectives, or what are the battle plans for LVO? First one is Power Flux. Probably my favorite. I love it. I'm I'm good with that one. And second one is Lines of Communication. Okay, uh, not... No, sorry. Second one is uh, Fountains of Frost. And okay. then it's Lines of Communication. So those are the first, the three day on one. day one. Yes. But Lines of Communication is pretty... It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, and the good it's just basically... Um, it's the pick one, the player who goes second picks a phase of the turn. Yes, of your to disrupt, turn. so you take two command points, or you yeah. use two command points. I mean, hell, I think that, I I think I forget it most of the time, so then it just boils down to a, you know, a basic one, two more. Yeah. Pretty straightforward mission. Yeah. And for me, that's really good because all three objectives are wholly outside my territory, so then my Quester Soul Swarm count as three per... Is it an 11-inch an deployment on that one? Um, I think so. Where is the... Oh, it's over on the other table. Do you want to just run... Oh, you can get it on your phone faster. Yeah. Yeah. And then day two is limited resources. Least favorite. 
Is it? It's only the frigid zephyr is uh, less favorite to me than. I, yeah, I find that there's just way too much bookkeeping in um, in limited resources. I find that to be my weakest one, and um, so I need practice with that one. Getting the primaries on that is just such a. I don't think I understand. Like, I, I should go look at that dude's article on Goonhammer, who really broke that one down quite a bit to help me get a better grasp of. Uh, the points that are available each turn in that, right? As, as it as it and like how not to grab too many too soon yeah. type thing. So back to the battle plans. Um, lines of communication is an eleven inch deployment zone. Okay, and just similar to Fountains of Frost, and Fountains of Frost is the only one where my quester don't count as three, um, and then the last one is Geomantic Pulse. Yeah, I, I like Pulse. And that, again, is an 11-inch deployment zone. So three of them are 11-inch yes. deployments. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's actually not too bad, because then uh, that's a that's a quick grab three board edges one. Yeah. The 11-inch is an one easy are good one. for... And more out than in. Oh that yeah, one's I mean easy as well. Yeah. yeah. Intimidate the invaders. So first one is Power Flux, and that one is half and half the yeah that one yeah. the only thing about power flux um is that the um I, I think before i had really figured out well whatever that means uh, i was struggling to come up with an order of battle tactics for power flux mm -hmm. uh, and i'll have to spend some now that the list is out i'll have to spend some time thinking about that and just come through uh and really write those down on a piece yeah. of paper and uh come up with like a probable order of battle And you tactics? know what? I found that helped me because last year I did take each battle plan and I kind of had a little bit of a visual or an idea. <laughs> oh God, I, I remember those. And yes. I had, like, now that I think of the information that I would put on it now versus the information that I put on it then, two completely, like, night and day difference. Yes. Of and the is that way because that I look of how that. much you've been oh, yeah, playing? For sure. Yeah. Like I, same here. I just basically <laughs> on every single one lined it up like Warhammer Fantasy. Like burp, that's all I was looking at was deployment. It had when uh, I was I had no concept at the time of uh, how my deployment was going to actually interact with the objectives or potential. Like none of that crossed my mind. The only thing I I did on those maps was uh, figure out where I was going to deploy my models, and it was probably dumb at that. So. <laughs> I just, you know, in so it's going to look different now. Yes, I, yes. I will look at it much, much yeah. differently. So I'm so excited. So I think limited resources and geomantic pulse are the ones I want to practice a bit more. Power flux we've just played recently. Fountains of Frost was this last um, last battle plan in the league, and I practiced that a, a few times. And uh, lines of communication is pretty straightforward. So I think that it's that limited resources one that's going to be a little tricky. Yeah, and it's good. To make matters worse, it's got that really weird six objectives that are at that kind of wacky angle, too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you played against Michael. And how was your game? Like, what did well, you, we what, did, what were your takeaways from that? Uh, that at the moment, I'm preferring a lager over an ale. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
There you go. That's what's Damon's takeaway. Um, that I will be using a whiteboard at Vegas, a magnetic whiteboard instead of one of those collapsible trays uh, to Good carry idea. the models around. Well, where'd you get that amazing idea from? Uh, well, Connor did mention the whiteboard thing, but you mentioned the magnetic whiteboard so that uh, since I magnetize all my bases anyways... Um, just to give some background information on this, so when we were when we were prepping for the um, the GT the Northern Ways oh, Grand yes. Tournament, I could not find a metal tray that um, Justin had this amazing metal yeah, tray, got a great and I went looking everywhere for this tray, and I couldn't find anything. And I thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to carry my models in? They're you know like it's easy for them to fall and slide. So then I'm like wait a second, I have a magnetic board. So I pulled it off the wall and um, put all my models on there and there they were magnetized on this board and I was able to write on the board as well. So I loved it. It was perfect. And then I recommended that to you. Yes. So um, because one of the, we were talking about ways to pr prevent me from forgetting uh, battle tactics. Um, and one of them was to just get a whiteboard or a laminated piece of fat, but big, not like a post-it note, because I write, write stuff in my little notes, and I lose You can't it. see a little post-it note no. when you're nervous and sweating yeah, and exactly. ready to play your opponent. And the yeah, adrenaline no. narrows my um, optic field far too tightly to be looking for a little post-it note anywhere. Yeah, and you're excited to meet the person, your opponent, yeah. and then you're trying to give them a little rundown. And you're trying to beat the clock, so it's it's yeah, a, there's, there's a lot, there's of, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff. I can set the whiteboard up with because uh, I completely forgot to track wog points, so I can just track that. Um, you know, primarily though, use it to um, focus on battle tactics each turn and uh, really going over in things like um, four magical dominance, for example, just really making it abundantly clear what the point of that is uh, and what spell to cast. And um, again, when thinking, looking at the maps and thinking about the order and where do I want to... The, the one nice thing about the 11-inch deployment is that it is going to push wizards farther back mm -hmm. so that when th with three of them, there's it's going to be easier to bury a wizard in the back of your deployment for yes. that unopposed magical dominance on first turn. Yeah. And what did you... So when I do magical dominance, I always choose Mystic Shield. You get it on a five. Yeah. I've got Master Magic. I did not. I chose something more complicated. And, and then I would never. Yeah. So, anyways, what was your what was your learning from that? Uh, <laughs> to cast magical <laughs> dominance. To cast Arcane Shield. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah. The the five. Or Mystic Shield. Mystic yeah. Shield for the five, um, casting value of five. Yeah. That if I'm going to stake two points on that, that I should not be going for a, an eight, you know, casting value eight spell. Like what? The I hell? would. Yeah, I know. I was kind of wondering. I had some how dice. I had two dice. But the problem is, if the you problem was I one, rolled a one. Yes. And I screwed myself. So. Yeah. So, anyways, that's a good learning, and it's good learning that you do that during your practice games, because then you're all ready for LVO. Yeah. So I'll get that whiteboard out, pull it yeah. down here, and get some white mar whiteboard pens, and uh, yes, get ready. All right. Um, I just wanted to mention that I did, before I played uh, Neil, I had played Eric. And I know I kind of mentioned that, you know, I had lost that game. 
but I didn't do a quick little run through and takeaways from the game. So he and I played Power Flex. He won. It was 23-26. We were both tied right up until turn four where I got my four points and he got six because he killed one of my wizards and he was able to have get the one two and a wizard and then kill one so he got six points so that's where he took a two-point lead turn five I missed a charge I only got three points for the objectives and then he got his battle tactic surround and destroy plus he got so he got four points there I got my grand strat and he got his grand strat man that was the so it was a fastest great run through I think I've ever heard you do yes so uh, thanks, Eric. That was a great game. It was close. It was, we were um, oh, neck right and neck right turn, up yeah. until, yeah. And you know when I was talking to you about when you lose a game because of the rolling or you lose a game because, you know, you got double turn at the wrong time. Those are losses that are just like, whatever, you know, those can happen. But when you lose a game because you made a mistake, that is like a good learning. And so I learned... Um, when to and when not to charge my drac lines and go ahead i was gonna say say very similarly uh, yeah i don't care if my it's far less obnoxious when my opponent beats me but when i beat myself yes stupidly yes that's when i absolutely come unhinged and it's always related to trying to kill something sometimes that you, Who for you? That's unnecessary. No, lately it's been battle tactics for like yeah. six games in a row now. It's yeah. battle tactics. Yeah, and that's so, so infuriating. Yeah. So, anyways, when and that's where you get the that's where the learning comes from. So, since that game with Eric, so I had been struggling with my synergies with Cripborn, and you know either Cripborn I, I was throwing him in and he was getting killed, or I kept him too far back and he didn't do anything. So after the game with Eric, where he didn't really do a lot, he was kind of there, but he wasn't. This but is Cripporn, yeah. not Eric, right? <laughs> yes, this okay. is Cripporn. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry. So when I was playing Eric, Cripporn was just hanging around. Um, he did a bit, but not a lot. And then I kind of learned from that. I'm like, okay, so now I've gone two extremes, and they both don't work. And so when I played against Chris LeBeau, that's when I started getting the synergies with Cripporn. And then when I played Neil, I, I think I had it down you at that point. You feeling better about that, then? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yes, and I've just about got the rider painted for Cripborn. Thank uh, you. I should probably get Painting's that done next coming day along too. so well. So, yeah, so we've had some great games, and we I'm very happy with my list, and I'm looking forward to practicing uh, limited resources. Yep. And anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, just looking forward to really focusing. I've been distracted with other things as of late, and I really want to start thinking about LVO now. So, Excellent. Well, I'm pretty excited. Um, I just keep looking at my army every day and want to play another game. So after we played, you know, I played the game against um, Neil. I wanted to play another game because oh, I was so excited. And you just finish a game, and you're like, after I roll again. After the doubles game with Robin and um, Scott and Ray, I'm like, Oh my god! I want to play another game, <sighs> and I've just so been hardcore. itching to play another game. But yeah, uh, I'm sure one will come soon enough. Yes, exactly. Okay, All right. well, let's wrap so this one up. Thank you to our amazing listeners, and um, we had our first listener in Georgia. Really? And I, I don't mean like the state Georgia. I mean the country Georgia. Wow! I had to look it up on a map. Oh wow! <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. Uh, yeah, we've. Uh, 
you know, thanks, thanks again for our listeners. We really appreciate it. Um, it's nice to nice to know that somebody out there is enjoying listening to us prattle away on the drive to work or while you're painting or where whatever it is you do while you're listening to us. So thanks very much. Thank you so much. You keep much. listening. We'll keep recording these things. So. And I was just going to mention the contest. So we have have a couple of people have submitted names. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, please. Uh, it's on the previous episode titled, uh, I couldn't think of a name because I had some creative blanks there, but uh, Roma's list is on that. It's in the show notes. Look that up. We've got two submissions at this point. So your chances are very good. I've got one as well. So that's three. You've got three? Yes. Okay. So we've only got three submissions so far. So please chuck your name in and uh, we will be getting a Dudes of Sigmar mug and possibly something else. And I really want um, some, I want a name. Yeah. Chop, chop, folks. Come what up do, with I, the name what do I name my list? And then I'm going to put it out for an el- my naming my LVO list. That'll be the next one. That'll be the next one. Okay. Yeah. All well, right. Thanks, Thank folks. you. Dudes of Sigmar in and out. And so it was that the dudes would continue their journey through the mortal realms, forging ahead with a passion for the next great story. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time, dudes.